When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. Mr. Malukas is back. Guys, how are we doing on a steamy Tuesday evening? Steamy? How hot is it in Indianapolis um, right now? 92. Okay. Uh, I heard it's like 104 degrees and even in the UK right now, and that there's literally just fires burning everywhere in, in, in and around Europe. Yeah. You know, it is it is extremely hot. I actually have a lot of friends over there, and they keep uh, complaining about it. And obviously for them, they don't really have AC. Yeah. So they said they just have fans blowing, just hot air. And they said their window's been open. And I was like, yeah, no, that's unheard of to have your window open at like 100-plus degree weather here. But Yeah, I don't envy that. I feel bad for them. Hopefully everybody gets through it. But all right, we started last week talking about movies. For We won't take 15 minutes this week. I'm curious for you guys, have you watched any good, not necessarily new, but binged any good TV shows this year? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple, actually. Uh, well, obviously, Stranger Things has been insane, the new season. Still gotten there. Um, okay, I'm not going to yeah. say anything. It's in very, very good, like, incredible. Um, and that they've actually, like, made every episode, like, one and a half hour, two hour long. So it's, like, it's actually, like a movie. Like, it's nice. Yeah, I absolutely love What We Do in the Shadows. It's like a really easy show to watch. It's kind of like gives me Office vibes, but like make fun of vampires. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's right. it's really funny. It's very weird. Um, and then Peaky Blinders. I've been watching a lot of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. And The Haunting of Hill House is also very good, which I've been watching. Frenchie? So I don't watch all that much TV, but I've watched two things that We're are moved. really good. I watch movies most of the time. But two things I've watched are, this is going to be really obscure, something called The Ipcrest File. It was like a, a TV show on AMC+. Plus. It's about like 60 spies, so it's right up my alley because I'm a nerd about that Makes kind sense. of stuff. And then my girlfriend and I, it's like the one show we can agree on is Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. The one with like Selena Gomez and uh, what's Steve Martin and Martin Shore. I actually really think that's a good show. It's pretty funny. All right. I have to throw in there... First off, I was a little disappointed in the the house on the hill, that the one David the haunting yeah. hill house. I didn't think it was as scary as I, well, I wanted it to be. So, but that's that's why I like because I I really suck <laughs> with scary stuff like really bad. And um, for me, I don't know about I was still so scared. I mean, there's so many parts where I was like under the covers screaming. I mean, I don't know how you weren't scared, but I just really like I was more like a kind of like a psychological. Yeah more like creepy like suspenseful right suspenseful is a really good word like they make it seem like something's gonna happen and then nothing happens so i like i bit my nail off for no reason i think reason. that's i'm sorry that happened i think that's <laughs> why i didn't like it i didn't like it as much like it was still a decent show but you know they you, they make you think something's gonna happen and then nothing happens so i'm sitting there like damn i wanted to be scared and nothing happened but Peaky Blinders is definitely a good one. The last the last season is badass, and uh, the Last Kingdom, uh, I watched all five was it five seasons in like a week. Oh wow! And I, I slowly <laughs> watched that. I like I'll, I'll watch it like crazy for like two days, and then completely forget about it, and then come back. So I still haven't finished it yet, but I heard it's it's amazing. The it's last really season is fantastic, and they're coming out with a movie. I think it's next year, so that's pretty cool. I really like that, and. There was something else I watched. Oh, I don't know if you've either of you guys have seen it. The there's like a new like Resident Evil TV show. I have I have seen it. I have not watched it. I, I'm three episodes in. It's decent. 
I don't I don't know yet. The jury is still out. I'm definitely not sold on it yet. Right. Uh, you cut up on Yellowstone, right? Oh yeah. Like, we were talking about that. Yeah, for Yellowstone's a while. Okay. fantastic. See, so uh, I, I everybody I know has watched it and loved it. I try and try and I just I I can't. I don't know what it is. I just I can't get into it. I think it. it's one of those shows that like similar like my favorite show of all time is The Wire. Like you need like so you good. need to watch like the first season and like if you still don't like it okay you know what i tried but like it it definitely takes more than a couple episodes to like fully get into it yeah especially because the first episode too is like so long (laughs) so i was just like oh my god like this is kind of kind of getting a little bit draggy but if i recommend anything i want you guys to to watch what we do in the shadows because it is like completely different they're like t- short 20 minute episodes very easy kind of like, all about short tv shows yeah so it's uh i absolutely where, love it. where can it's we like find really that easy it's on a hulu okay i don't know if you guys I have don't. hulu but i, I should yeah. sign up for it i'll give you my okay, password yeah. there we go there you go yeah definitely watch all right it. i want to see what you guys think i will i have i'm sure plenty of time this weekend in, in iowa in the hotel room because it's gonna be too hot to go anywhere before we get there talk <laughs> talk a little bit about toronto I'm not. I'm gonna complain about the heat in Iowa, fully knowing that people in the UK are like actually much worse off than we are right now. But Toronto, great to be back. David, how was your weekend there? It was very good, uh, very very good. You know, from from the team's end, from start to finish, all the practices, the, the qualifying, it, it all went very well. Um, probably, the, I think the team's best performance we've had. I mean. We were uh, we had a, we pushed and pushed and I don't know I feel like we've just kind of been on this momentum and I think the whole team knows that and they really just want to keep it going so we pushed so hard to get the car where it needs to be by the time qualifying in the race comes and it really showed here I mean making it to the fast six there that was uh, it was it was very cool for me I, and and the whole team I mean we're all very uh, ecstatic, ecstatic about it Ooh, good word choice Frenchie what'd you think of the weekend. I thought it was some pretty interesting racing. I mean, I went to Toronto a few years ago, and I loved being there. But I do think it may actually be easier to watch it on TV just because of the walls at the track. Yeah. But I the atmosphere seemed really good, and it seemed like the Canadian fans came out in force. Yeah, the yeah. crowd crowd was awesome. But let's let's do a little... First off, congratulations to Scott Dixon for tying Mario Andretti's win record. That's pretty badass. I don't know... so. AJ has the record at 67, and Dixon's at 52. Yeah, Can Does Scott Dixon have 15 wins in him? Like, I know like counting out Scott Dixon is like something we should never do, but does he have enough career left in him for 15 more wins? It, it'll be tough, but you, know, you, never, you can never doubt Scott Dixon. It's just you can't do it. I want to see how long it took him to get his first 15 wins. I'm going to like, kind of look that up because... That's actually good information. I mean, I think it's more competitive now than it was then, when he was probably was getting his first wins in like what oh two oh three. Oh two oh three. Wow, I was like two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we crazy. determined. Frenchie and I were, were texting about it the other day that I went to my first oh, yeah. Indy car race before. Well, Frenchie and definitely you was even alive. Yeah, and I'm. I know I'm not actually uh, that old. Wow, that is. Um, that's yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So anyway, we'll move on from that. The one, I I guess, kind of like the one big incident I wanted to get your guys' opinion on was Felix Rosenquist and Alex Rossi. So, what happened essentially was Rosenquist kind of cut down the inside and turn six i think it was and yeah, the end of the long yeah, straight right? sent rossi into the wall ended rossi's day that was that was turn, turn three. three sorry yeah yes turn yeah. three like yeah it was, it was yeah we're rossi yeah that was turn three see this is why we have somebody smarter on because i don't remember any of the corner numbers no no, no not not smarter it's just because that map has like been in, in <laughs> on my steering wheel in my face for three days so it's it's hardwired fair <laughs> I, at first, I was like, ooh, that's probably going to be a penalty, and then it wasn't, and I don't know, I kind of saw, you know, Felix's standpoint, like, you know, he just kind of 
broke late, lost it a little bit, lost, had some oversteer and, and hit Rossi kind of mid-corner there. But, Frenchie, I'll let you go first on this one. Penalty or no penalty, and were you okay with the, with, with the no penalty? No penalty is tough because I think it was avoidable contact, but I also think it's a racing incident. Like, I don't think he was being stupid there. So it's hard for me to decide, but I think I'd probably side with race control of no penalty. Oof. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's so tough. And I, I love both Rossi and Felix. They're both actually like the two nicest people in the grid that I've had a, a good relationship with. Uh, but Matt, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of on both sides. You know, Felix went in for the move quite deep. Rossi did leave him enough room on the inside, but he continued to hold the outside which realistically it still should have been fine. They both could have made it, but Felix getting on the power, he obviously lost traction and tapped into Rossi. And then, I mean, Rossi didn't really have anywhere to go except uh, into the wall. Um, But then again, Rossi could have just given up the position and not maybe held the outside because, you know, holding the outside there when you have to come back and the wall is coming towards you anyways, it's already... So it's a little bit full on both sides, but I don't know, like... I really don't know because Rossi, you know, he has the option to go out there. And it, I also think it was avoidable contact because th- he left enough, enough room for Felix. You know, Felix could have, you know, but it went straight, but he obviously lost the car a little bit and tapped him. So uh, I don't know. It's tough. But uh, yeah. So that brings me to then kind of later in the race when Kyle Kirkwood tried to cut up the inside of Jimmy Johnson Jimmy had checked up a little bit because of, I think Grosjean was in front of him and and got a little squirrely there. And Kyle did get a penalty. So, again, whoever wants to answer it first, is is that a penalty? And and then I'll I'll come in with my point after that. That one is, I think, a little bit more clear-cut where I don't... I think that Kyle was pretty aggressive there. And that it looked like Jimmy was basically about to come over back onto the racing line. He had to check up for somebody in front of yeah, him, right? Yeah, I think right? it was Grosjean. Yeah, so I think that was pretty optimistic on his part. And didn't Jimmy... He got going again, right? I don't think so. It's, it said Pitt next to his name on the on the timing and scoring on, on TV the rest of the rest of the race. Oh, okay, so never mind. But yeah, I mean, I don't like when somebody's mistake ends someone else's race. Obviously, that kind of happened in both these cases that we're talking about, but I'd just like to see consistency, I guess, from race control. If you're going to give somebody a penalty, then you got to give it, like, if the circumstances are the same all the time. I mean, that's the problem we're seeing in F1, too, right, where the drivers are pissed off about race control just not being consistent, and so they don't know how to take and race. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How do I say this without you know, saying this? <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Well. I don't know. I. It's when. It's when. Are we talking about when Kyle and Jimmy crashed? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely an ambitious move from Kyle. It was very late and last second, and. I mean, yes, Jimmy Johnson could have swerved out the way and been like, "Oh my God, he's coming in," but uh, I think it was definitely a clear penalty there because, yeah, I mean very late and if yeah i don't know he he all he wasn't like fully committed he still was kind of about like half a car in so definitely definitely uh again it's still a little bit of racing incident involved there but yeah um but yeah racing control yeah definitely uh i've had my uh little share of that in uh in (laughs) qualifying at ohio so um but i do like everybody at race control i have really good relationships with them um but yeah i don't know it's um consistency would be great that's where i'm gonna leave it yeah i agree there i i'm fine it's the same thing with the yellow when they throw the yellow flag when when somebody like kirkwood is off at ohio if they're just consistent with it i can with everything i could live with it not 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 that i necessarily love it but i could live with it but i did want to kind of circle back to sort of Ohio Toronto related obviously in Ohio the Andretti Armada had their fair share of drama so and and not being in Toronto was the and I don't know David if you 
noticed, was the mood around Andretti a, a little bit lighter than it was when we all left Ohio a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it's uh, it was it's quite, it's quite funny actually. And then like going into doing the driver intros, you can actually like just see all the Andretti drivers kind of just separated from each <laughs> other, like like all in their own little groups. It was uh, it was quite funny to see. All right, I don't know if there's anything else Toronto actual race related Frenchie that I'm missing. Is there? Not that I can really remember, other than Mr. Malukas has the fastest lap from the race, so we should congratulate him for that. Yeah, and and a great deal coin racing H and D Motorsports race strategy with the with the undercut. I thought that was very uh, very spicy. Um, that was kind of like our little plan, kind of the whole whole time, and we committed to it. You know, pitted a, a few laps earlier, and then just used a whole bunch of push to pass and just gained so much time and i think we went up to like was it fifth or, or fourth we, we gained the, the positions that we lost at the start um and then s- slowly had a fall back but we still kind of maintained with doing fuel saving tire saving and managed to make that stint you know we were still fifth at the end unfortunately you know we had a, a bit of a slow stop when everybody came in into the pit so we ended up going back to 14th but overall though that strategy i thought was very cool with the undercut i, I it was a uh, it was just fun. Also, just because you know people leave the pits and they have like fresh new tires with no grip, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> push the pass, full grip, breaking deep, and it's just yeah, it's fun. Is that the most difficult pit lane you've ever been on? It was very tough. Uh, however, the actual pits, like it was, it was not as hard as Ohio. Like Ohio is okay. very tight. Like when Castro Neves went in his box, I had to. It's like you're fully. I mean, the whole wheel was cranked. You're going slow to try to get in straight into and hit your marks but he was a bit easier obviously it depends what pit box you have uh we had a pretty decent pit box but the way the pit lane is yeah it was uh, it's it was definitely one of the harder ones the one thing kind of as we transition into news and but still race weekend related not going to impact this weekend but indycar said the 75 minute friday session will remain for the rest of the year I I wasn't able to really watch Friday practice this weekend and didn't really pay too close attention to it. But what do you guys? I guess really this is more of a David question. Are you after a couple rounds of this happy with it? Still wish it was Saturday morning. Well, for me personally, it works really well because we have we're rookies, so we get the extra yeah. set. So we can still do the whole session, and I love it because everybody's just sitting in pit lane while I get to learn more <laughs> knowledge, and, and with only having two practice sessions, for me, it's great. Um, however, if I didn't have that extra set, I would definitely not like it, especially since I know that they force you to use the red tires in that practice session to try to like make the drivers run that entire session, which is not really working, and all they're kind of doing is just moving around the, the same set of tires that the people have and um especially for toronto to to be forced to use the red tires in practice one in a track that evolves so much and changes so much obviously is not what anybody really wants i'm pretty sure everybody wants to use the red tires as close to qualifying as possible um so yeah in the end i love it because i get that extra set and the veterans don't so i just get to catch up on them but if i was in their shoes i definitely wouldn't like it all right, I have a couple, one or two news things before we get to Iowa. NASCAR to Chicago. And the only reason I'm talking about NASCAR is there are people now with the NASCAR street race, the NASCAR road races, the NASCAR dirt race that are saying that the NASCAR schedule is technically more diverse than the IndyCar schedule, which is something IndyCar has claimed air quotes victory on for a while now in this nascar versus indycar debate frenchie do you agree disagree don't care where do you stand on that just on the diversity of the schedule part not nascar itself yeah because i have a pretty strong bias uh where from where i stand on nascar so diversity of the schedule um no i still think that IndyCar is more diverse just based on the types of tracks that they go to because I mean even though NASCAR is going to a street race right if there if it happens 
they're only going to have one of them. So, I, I mean, we have a better mix of, I think. So, if you just throw one street course in, I don't think that makes you more diverse. I think that's just like a token race that is kind of different for your schedule. Yeah, I I mean, I, I, I'm more on the don't care kind of side. <laughs> I don't really follow much on the whole NASCAR deal. I've always been more on the, the open wheel fan side and... I'm more just towards IndyCar, but yeah, I mean, I did see the the whole Chicago uh, track thing, but um, I mean, I'm just going to be so biased and say, obviously, IndyCar is just way more diverse. Yeah, I, I get the point. Like, okay, dirt race is technically different than a you know short track race. Otherwise, at Bristol, I said, I think it's at Bristol, right? I actually don't really know where the dirt race is. In. Yeah, I think that where they just cover yeah. the oval. So and it's dirt, like right? it's still yeah. Bristol. I mean, I know it's different, but it's still Bristol. So I'm I'm with you guys on that one. But just kind of want to get you. So since you're local-ish to Chicago, will you go if it's during you know not an IndyCar weekend? Yeah, I think I definitely go if it's yeah if I'm if I'm free and I mean racing's racing. I always love to see it, and I think it'd be kind of cool because it's Chicago, my hometown. So yeah, I think I definitely go. But um, but yeah, generally I'm. It's you know I see NASCAR here and there and see little like highlights and clips, but I've never actually like properly been a fan of it. Yeah, I haven't been a fan of it in a long, long time. But we don't want to dog NASCAR here because I don't want to start some stupid debate. But some more McLaren news after last week when we re-recorded everything. Felix Rosenquist kind of alluded to the fact that he doesn't think Alex Pelot will be racing anywhere next year because it's going to be resolved in the courts and whatnot. So that was interesting. And then the other kind of interesting point from that this week that came out, I think was from Nate Ryan and NBC, that Zach Brown, my phone corrected it to Sal Brown, Zach Brown has, has, <laughs> like a mafioso. hasn't seen Alex Pelot's Ganassi contract. So he was under the assumption that Alex was a free agent. So start with the first point do we think that felix's point that was made after the race has any merit or is he just kind of making assumptions right now i I, i'm not gonna go first on this you go (laughs) i think that felix doesn't even know where he's gonna be next year at this point from what it sounds like so i'm not sure why he would know where alex is gonna be I think he's probably making assumptions of what will be the best for his situation. And that would be Alex not driving so that he could keep the IndyCar seat. And I do, I would like to see Felix keep his IndyCar seat, but I don't want to see Alex get sidelined somewhere or just like sit the bench for a year either. So I hope he's wrong that Alex doesn't get to drive. Maybe they'll work something out and he'll just stay at Ganassi for another year. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it has to be an assumption. Like, like you said, um, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't even know where where he he himself is going to be. So, yeah, I I don't really know. Maybe he's also saying it just to help his end. You know, because and I love Felix. I would love him to stay in IndyCar. But this whole news about Zach Brown not knowing about the that him not being a free agent, so it kind of takes away the idea that McLaren is going to do like a buyout and like pay out his contract. So it's probably not going to happen. So his assumption does have some claim, I guess, but I, I don't know why Ganassi would just have him sit out and, or instead just do another year with them. So yeah, it's a very interesting situation that obviously has probably a long time to play out before we actually know anything. But I find it like kind of hard to believe that Zach Brown didn't know about the the contract yeah. at all. Like, I feel like as a owner somebody as important as zach he would want to verify in to some level the the contract first but i mean if he truly thought that alex was a free agent then yeah i think then we're in for a whole nother does ganassi want him back is this some sort of messy divorce in in front uh i don't i don't i don't know i guess i guess we'll see on that one but it's definitely it's it's only going to get more interesting, and I feel like as the season goes on and Zach or Alex or whoever talks a little bit here and there, everybody is just going to get more fired up about some aspect of this. 
did Alex think he was a free agent himself <laughs> is what I'm wondering. <laughs> like, did he just think that Ganassi wasn't going to pick up that option? And so he went to McLaren and then it backfired on him. Cause I don't understand how else that would work out like that, where McLaren would think that he's a free agent. I, I don't, I got nothing on that one. Yeah. We can only speculate, but I'm just, yeah. it sounds really calamitous. I, yeah. I don't want to add any more, uh, more fire to the flame. I'm just like, just not gonna. I did try like speaking to him in Toronto. So like, and when everybody was in the media bullpen yeah. and asking questions, I tried coming up to him with with my own camera um, and tried asking him some questions, like to get some like you know like any interesting notes about it. So tried helping other people, maybe get some some more drama going. But it, didn't it looked like you were doing a good job interviewing Scott Dixon. Oh yeah, but you can't. See. They cut out like a a decent chunk out of it. So they told they they asked me like ask him some questions, like some interesting go to questions. And my first question was what he had for breakfast. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know like what to ask him, and I, I was so nervous. And so they came up to me. He's like, "Hey, so can you interview Scott Dixon?" And I just I I I, I really didn't want to do it because I was like way too nervous for it. And before I could even say anything they're like yeah he's ready for you and he's like waving at me and i'm like oh my <laughs> i don't even have an option so i had to go up to him and i was trying so hard to hold the mic still i just i was shaking so much and whatever he said i had to rewatch it just to know what, what his answers were because i, I couldn't listen because i was so busy to think like what what do i ask him next like i don't know so i've earned a lot of respect for all the people that actually interview us and ask questions it is so hard like to ask informative questions like i asked him like what do you do in toronto and like his <laughs> breakfast plans like i i just it's Scott, hard you put your left so sock hard. on first or your right sock on first <laughs> well i did try to get some information from him like you yeah. know racing wise i was like where you where you breaking at and then like when do you get back on power and stuff and but he just lied to me which kind of hurt my feelings but <laughs> i was like come on man help a rookie out it's, you know and he, he also said i was i was his favorite so it's like touche fair fair did have you talked to scott much before getting to interview him i know he's like typically a pretty reserved guy at this point in his career yeah i haven't really talked much um it's always been like little bits here and there kind of just like a hello how are you anytime we have a driver's briefing or or something and uh but yeah it's never been like a proper conversation which is also kind of one of the reasons why i was very nervous about that interview but i will tell you as a success um i made him laugh and uh, he followed me on instagram so i was definitely dancing around when i saw hell him. yeah that's a good win <laughs> it is in those media bullpens sometimes difficult to come up with questions because you don't sometimes like we don't actually know who's showing up so like we don't know necessarily what to prepare for other than like okay this weekend in toronto you knew ganassi was probably going to be there so you know okay i'm gonna ask polo this whatever not that i was there but some so, and it's also hard sometimes when it's indoors and there's like a million people talking at once I will ask a question and then completely zone out and miss the answer. But I, you're a really good multitasker somehow. Like I've seen you where you can like answer a text while someone's answering your question and like you'll still hear it. And if I'm doing anything other than paying attention, I don't hear what someone's saying. I'm going to I'm going to pay attention to that now cuz he's like asking me questions <laughs> and I'm going to look at his Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready race fans because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us.
Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at hitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. It's funny to be playing Wordle. I've never played yeah, that. Still... Really? Oh, okay. Fair. I mean, fair point, but... No, I have never, I have never played Wordle. But yes, I can sit here like I can do an entire you know, recording and have a conversation over text message with other people at the same time, and it doesn't like doesn't phase me. I can still, I still know what's going on. Yeah. Wow. He's I breaking the rules of science. I can't believe it. Yeah, to group chats, and he's just been like texting the whole time we're recording, and I'm like, I don't understand how you had the brain processing power to focus on these two different. Conversations. I save up my whole brain processing power for a week just for this, and then the rest of the week, I'm pretty useless. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it for it to sound that depressing. Let's talk about Iowa. It's going to be a million degrees all weekend. <laughs> There's a chance of rain. Who knows? Friday is like 96, Saturday's 96, and Sunday is a cooler 90 degrees. So, yeah, yay. yay. So, David, going into this, are, are you going to use one of those cool suits? Or how, how do you physically prepare for sweltering Iowa heat? So, I have never used the, the cool suit or tried yeah. it, so... And I don't, yeah, I don't think the team will be using it um, for this weekend. So kind of just going to have to, I guess, you know, see that there's 20 plus other drivers doing it. So I just got to do it. I just got to get done. But uh, my kind of uh, strategy is I've just been having like saunas here at, at my house. I've just been doing like a sauna like two times a day in like scorching heat. Just just try to like I, I get used to just being in the heat you know i i don't know how else to do it um thankfully i always do the darth vader air tube on the mask just to get as much air through me as possible however obviously a lot of dust and rubber so my, my eyes are always like just scorching red after after every race but yeah i, I don't know where i just kind of have to pull through and the, the worst thing is it's a double header so it's like just that much worse and i also have like very bony hips so after one race my hips are already like all bruised and like on the verge of bleeding. So I don't know how this double header is going to work. I don't know if we're going to have to come up with some insane padding. I might have to go talk to any car medical and like, maybe they'll spice up some magic potion and it'll work. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Let's just, say I'm, I'm, I think yeah. that's going to be the episode title. Will IndyCar medical splice up some magic potion? <laughs> Ma- magic gonna, potion. You don't potions. have like a masseuse that follows you around like the F1 guys. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, but Takuma has um, like a physio guy that like you know who will will get you sorted. And after like the five hundred, my whole like right lat was just like frozen in place. Like, I couldn't l- like release my hand. Like it it was locked in that position. I like I literally couldn't drop it. Like, it was so painful. So he came to me. He's like, "Oh no! Oh my god!" Like, he just looked at me and he was screaming. I was like. What's going on? What's happening? And then he just starts massaging me out of nowhere. Like I was like I was like, "Oh, okay." 5 minutes later, like gone. I was moving my hand. I was like, "Okay, I need one of these people." Like now I understand what this means. So, on an uh, on a weekend where it's hot, it's a double header, it's a pretty physical little bumpy oval as it is, is it just important to, you know, get, you know, physio help or magic potion help? in addition to getting a solid night of rest so you are somewhat mentally recovered come Sunday. Because that's the one thing I heard. I heard somebody talking about it today or last night. It's just kind of like the the mental drain that you might see happen on Sunday with some drivers, like especially like after the first stint and how tired people will be. Yeah, I the worst thing is it's an oval and ovals are very mentally straining yeah. because you're, you're just, you always have to be focused. You, like it's co- constant. You have all these different engine maps and strategies coming through your head at the same time. You're going three wide for six laps in a row. And it's just this really long race and all this is going on. And, uh, you know, when in, in a road course, street course, you have a straightaway, you can look at a bird and, you know, be human <laughs> and your brain like forgets what's going on and can take a break. So it's definitely going to be very important. It's going to be really interesting for me. It's going to be my first time doing a doubleheader for IndyCar. And since I've started this season, after a race day, I cannot sleep. I don't know if it's the 
adrenaline just so much being pumped into me or, or what it is, but I can never sleep the first night after a race weekend. And then the next day, I'm just like an absolute zombie disaster. And it takes me a good like two days to, to fully recover. I'd say three days for full recovery. So now to do a doubleheader, I don't know. I think we're definitely going to have to mix some packs and potions to uh, get myself sleeping and <laughs> like actually recover for the first night to, to do it all over again the next day. Packs and potions. There we go. That's the perfect episode title. Packs <laughs> and potions. Okay. So like some kind of fantasy like board game. <laughs> no, it's actually like a it's like a a rap song in the in the UK. It's, oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my rap, but I definitely don't I definitely don't know that one. I don't know British. Yeah, it's, rap just, at it's all. just from my friends they showed me. It's like kind of like yeah. You have no idea what the kid's saying. I mean, he's has such a strong accent, so Oh, you understand his packs and potions in the song, so. There's a UK rapper by the name of Stormzy who's, like, relatively popular, who's very good, but there are... Vossy Bop. And, and, and him. Oh, that's no, a song. No, that's a Stormzy okay, song. See, I only, yeah. know, I only know, like, three Stormzy songs. <laughs> okay. And he does one with Linkin Park, which is very good, but, like, midway through his verse, I'm like, I don't really know what he's saying right now because the UK accent is so strong. I'm like, you lost me here, man. Yeah, that's yeah. When I listen to UK rap, I, that's like the one time I have lyrics open on the phone and like, what is he saying? Oh, okay. Wow, that's actually a really clever line. So yeah, I'm really glad Spotify includes lyrics on most songs now. It does help. Yeah, especially nice. with my scary music, as it was described to me, or cr- creepy music. It was described to me <laughs> earlier music, today. Yeah. Like creepy music. <laughs> You're Satan worshiping. Satan worshiping. Yes, yes, yeah. So last last weekend, before we continue on to Iowa, now that we talked about creepy music. I had posted a song before our, I you know, on, on my Insta story before I went on a date, and my mom called me, and she said, I, you, you might want to delete that. I'm like, well, why? She said, I don't want your date to get the wrong opinion and think you're crazy. I'm like, she probably already thinks I'm crazy anyway, but like not because of that. And so she, my mom was very worried about my music choices impacting the success or failure of my weekend. Yeah, but but that music though, especially in a gym, will give you at, at least minimum two more reps. <laughs> it's scientific. Like, it's yeah, it is. It's a fact. And yeah, you should start screaming. And if you scream, you get a third rep. It's just I haven't yeah. screamed in the gym yet. I don't know if my gym would like that. Well, I'm 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 a you know I just I have it yeah. here at my house, so I can just scream. Yeah, I would never, especially doing neck workouts with that whole contraption. No way, no way am I doing that in public. I'm gonna get made fun of. It's just, and then I'm gonna have a really weak neck and have to have all the padding all into car season. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. When I'm down there, I definitely scream. It feels good. You get that extra rep. In. I'm, 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 I might try that at the gym tomorrow. I might also get kicked out of the gym afterwards. So. <laughs> You let me know if you need bail money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they arrest no. you. Frenchie, do you have any? I have some Iowa stats and facts before we kind of wrap up with some predictions and whatnot. I don't know if you have anything else you want to ask and or add to Iowa chat. No, I'm just kind of frustrated that it's not a night race anymore because I think that's going to be just tougher on everyone. Oh, so it's not a night race? Neither of them? Oh, no. No, they're like in that mid-afternoon, I think. Oh, okay. I haven't looked at the schedule whatsoever, so... Let me see what time the races actually start. I'm actually so bad. I need to like actually like look at schedules and like know what's happening. This is a disaster. I typically this is why I have Karina. Karina and Jody are like they take care of me at the track. They they make sure I need to be where I am. And without them, I would be a lost. You do. Child. You, you are very so lucky to have two of the best PR people in racing. Yes, very extremely lucky, and they are both amazing. They 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 just definitely spoil me way too much. <laughs> But yeah, I I did want to ask. So while Frenchie looks at, I think the the race it's at three p.m. on Saturday, and four on so right at the hottest time of the day, probably, awesome. and then at two p.m. on Sunday, oh. so just as hot. Yeah. Right. So there's only one practice, which is Friday late afternoon. I think it's a ninety minute practice, and then qualifying is Saturday morning. So lap one is race one, lap two is race two. And I know you. we all talked about this last time, but are you a fan of one practice? Do you wish there was maybe two 60-minute practices on Friday instead of one 90-minute practice? Um, 
I it definitely would. I I, hmm. I mean, I don't know what the tire allocation is for the ninety minute practice. Um, I, I I mean, at that point, I, I don't think it really matters too much. One practice or two practices. Maybe if the second practice is on the same day of like qualifying, then I'd prefer yeah. that. But I I mean, the one practice is fine, especially since we've already tested at Iowa. So I'm not going to be completely clueless going into it. Um, no, I, overall, as as long as it's still a good majority of time and 90 minutes is definitely a good amount, I'm happy. Yeah, hopefully there's no incidents so that you can get the the maximum amount of out of running in there. But I'm just trying to think if there's anything else before we do predictions. I guess I should get the standings up and ready here. Oh yeah, my stats and facts. Only one. Of, in the 15 races at Iowa, only one winner has come from the pole. So don't get the pole this weekend. Okay, yeah. I know that's like the worst, so, probably the worst advice you've ever gotten. Don't go for the pole this weekend. No, I'd bet a lot of money on that, though. I can easily do that. <laughs> uh, so the kind of the, the power players here this weekend, Scott Dixon, Will Power, obviously Joseph Newgarden. Between Dixon and Power, they have seven poles, 13 top fives, 261 laps led, but no wins. So seven seven of the 15 poles are between the two guys, and neither have won. Joseph Newgarden's last eight Iowa finishes, second, second, first, sixth, fourth, first, fifth, first, with <laughs> 1,000. That's ridiculous. 1,150 wow. laps led. So my other genius piece of advice this weekend is if joseph is in a sharing mood maybe you get on the episode of bus bros whenever they do that this weekend you can ask him how do i do well at iowa and he'll have some amazing knowledge yeah that is i will definitely be asking him wow that is like incredible stats side note before we do predictions the hashtags for social media this weekend far too long i'm not using them when we do all our hyvee hyvee salute to farmers 250 or something that's way too many that's way too many twitter characters yes. to use on a hashtag the high v deals.com 250 and the high v salute to farmers 300 yeah. uh oh yeah before we get to predictions that thank you frenchy you just jogged my memory the the saturday race is 250 and the sunday is 300 or is that saturday 300 and sunday is 250 it's 250 and 300 okay. so yeah you had it right so with different race lengths does that does does 50 miles change the strategy a lot sorry i'm looking at like previous results i'm already getting ready for the predictions <laughs> sorry ask it ask it again i could sorry. i could see I, I figured it was wikipedia because it got very like the screen lit your screen lit up white i could 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. see what you were doing uh with sunday saturday's race 250 miles sunday's race 300 miles oh it's laps actually. laps okay, not miles sorry, sorry. So yeah. does 50 laps make a huge difference to strategy at Iowa? I think it will, especially, I mean, when you do a pit stop, I mean, it's like, what, three laps two, that you're going to lose? Yeah, yeah they're 18-second yeah, laps right there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, an extra 50 laps is definitely going to mess with the strategy a bit more. And also the pit windows are quite large there, and there's just so much going on. It's just going to make it even more interesting. So it's just going to, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I definitely change the strategy up a bit. Fair enough. Predictions. Let me get standings up. So, again, we'll do two from anywhere in the standings and one from outside the top 12 in the standings. And each of us will give one, and we'll we'll just kind of rotate through. So, Frenchie, we'll let you go first. Okay. I'm going to go with McLaughlin as my first pick. Oh. <laughs> Okay, for picks, what's going? Okay, so are we just picking one at yeah. a time? Yeah. Okay, uh, you picked McLaughlin. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick Power. Do they? Do they have results from like the test that we did at Iowa? Yeah, I can pull that up too. Ooh, wait, can There's we screen share? Oh yeah, we can. Let me see it. All right, we are. We are. All right, so I will give my first pick while. Frenchie gets that ready. I will go with Pato Award for pick number one. That was that was also <laughs> okay. I'm trying to see if I can find the testing times again because I know I had them. Oh yeah, I have it right here. What were they? Or you can share. You can share uh, your screen. I can if share you, if you want. Yeah, yeah, share the screen. Yeah, I'll share it for you guys. I'm going super in depth. I'm gonna get all the 
the data here. We're gonna have like five pages. It's like uh, fantasy, like like those people who get super into fantasy football drafts. Oh yeah, I'm about to get. <sighs> the numbers are gonna be on my side here. I already know my second pick. That's why I picked McLaughlin. Actually, I had this up. <laughs> oh, see, he's cheating. <laughs> see, I'm stopping you from cheating. Let's okay. And you pick power that you did good. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know. All right, Frenchie, you're you're up with your second pick or screen sharing if you want to share out the test. Oh, I thought I thought I am sharing. No, no, no we don't see it. Uh, let me start screen share, and there we go. Do you see it now? Mm. Nope. nope. <laughs> Maybe I don't have screen sharing privileges. <laughs> you, you know what? That's fine. It, just read okay, off the test. Uh, the, okay. the top few from the test for us. Yeah, yeah. Just read the top few. There we go. Now oh, I'm okay, okay, oh, okay. Yes. Nice. All right. Lovely. I figured out how to do it. I'm sorry. All right, I already have my three. Okay. Are we picking three? Yeah, three. Uh, your, your last one okay, has cool. to come from outside the top 12 in standings, in the season standings. Okay. So we didn't – oh, I have to leave that up, yeah. don't I? Okay, so my second pick, I think I'll go with Elio. He's outside the top 12 in standings, yes. right? Okay, so I'm going to say Elio because, as we were finding out earlier, he got his last non-Indy 500 win at Iowa back in 2017, which is a long time, but oh well. Right. So although in this this screen that we have right now, he doesn't look good, but I can't remember what he did test-wise. I know they're doing a lot of stuff. He's been very good in the ovals. I'm going to do Rosenquist as my second pick. Is he inside or outside the top twelve? He's inside, he's like right top on the yeah, cusp, right? Okay. No, no, no. He's top he's, ten. He's in there, pretty good. Ninth. He's in the tenth now. Okay. I will take. I will take Christian Lungard as my outside the top twelve pick. Second. Frenchie, you're up with number three. Okay, so I can pick someone in the top ten now, or in the top twelve. Let's go with. You know what? I'm think I'm gonna just go rogue and pick someone outside the top twelve in standings again and go with Graham Ray Hall. I mean that's fair. He's he's okay. been he's had some good results at Iowa a long time ago, but I think the Ray Hall clan had a finally had a good Toronto, so maybe that'll they got high V on their yeah. side this weekend. All right, David, you're up with your third pick. All right, my third pick has to be outside top twelve, yeah. correct? All right, it's going to be Takuma Sato. All right, teammate love. And that, I think... That's a good one. That's a very good pick. No, it is a very good pick. He's, he was, like, stupid fast. I'm mad we didn't get to see what he could do in Toronto. Yeah, it was yeah, just unfortunate with, you know, when he had his first incident in practice, too. I think that kind of set it up for the rest of the weekend because it was, like, a short interval until qualifying and the car wasn't fully to where it should be. But, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate. All right, and since I can't believe none of you guys took him, I'm taking Joseph Newgarden with the last pick. It was just too predictable. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, come on, that's boring. That's, like, so basic. Come on. That's you got made fun of on the F1 episode for doing the same thing the other day, picking <laughs> Charles yeah. Leclerc or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. There's no interest in it, you know? All right, well... Screw both of you guys. Uh, it's okay. I think that will wrap up I, uh, the Iowa preview. We'll be back next week to oh yeah, and congratulations on winning predictions a couple weeks ago when you when you first joined. I know I texted you about. Oh it, yeah, but thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, was, I, I yeah, I don't know. I have a, smoked us. I feel very good for these next next one. All right, I feel very good. So we have. Wait, is it going to be both of the races, like, combined points? Oh, I did not consider the fact that there was two races. <laughs> Me neither. This is why we have him on. <laughs> yes. Oh, you, you know go. what? Let's let's have some fun. Let's let's do a second set of predictions for, for the second Ooh. race. All right, I can okay. share that tab again. And it doesn't matter. You can repick the same people if you want. Maximum points. You, you do, do whatever you want there. But, well, David, you can go first on this one. Okay, so I'm going to switch up a bit. My first pick is going to be Dixon. I will take McLaughlin for race two. Frenchie? For race two, I'm going to say Pato does well. David? Hmm. I'm going to pick Power again because... 
he was in incredible at the test. So, yeah, that's just I'm committing to power. Okay, I will take Colton Herta second. Frenchie. I'm going to take Marcus Erickson. Ooh, okay. I feel like he's done well at Iowa in the past. I don't remember, to be totally honest with you. I remember being impressed with his results on the ovals, like especially at Iowa and Gateway in the beginning when he first came over. David, last pick, I think has to be outside of the top 12. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I really want to pick myself, but um, we're not going to do, do that. It. I don't see why not. Yeah, I'm going to put too much pressure on myself, though. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, outside the top 12, right? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do... Wait, where is he? Damn it, he's 12th. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do Connor Daly. I'm going to do Connor Daly. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. I. You know what? Since since you can't pick yourself, I will take you in race two. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was going to pick myself, but I know I'm going to put too much yeah. pressure on myself. That's fair. So. I got you. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, I don't put any pressure. No, yeah, okay, maybe a little okay, bit. That's fair. okay. Frenchie, round it out. I'm going to go with, you know what? Let's pick Ed Carpenter. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot about him there. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess All we right. didn't mention, we'll wrap it up with this. Ed Carpenter's in the third ECR car. As of Tuesday evening at 6 p.m., there is no word if J.R. Hildebrand is racing this weekend. Couldn't get any comment. Oh, he would have been a really good yeah, pick if he's yeah. racing this weekend because he's super good at So Iowa. I can't confirm or deny that he's racing this weekend yet although it's probably not looking likely but there's nothing official no entry list yet so that could change it'll probably change just like last week with plow news like an hour after we're done recording tonight so that you know that'll be that'll be cool but not much you can do there frenchie enjoy watching at home david i'll see you this weekend good luck and everybody have a lovely weekend of racing Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.